Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecallendershow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. What did I say last week? What did I say last week? I said, what the hell is going on over at Cats? Right? That's what I said last week. Well, maybe David Hodges can help shed some light. I'm not sure. David Hodges, he's the investigative reporter at WBTV. Welcome to the program, David. How are you? Hey, doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, um, cats, we're having you on to talk about cats. Uh, so what do you think? Better or worse than dogs? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So the Charlotte area transit system uh, made this announcement at the city council meeting uh, last night. The interim CEO, or not last night, last week, interim CEO, right, Brent Cagle, made this announcement. Yep. Hey, we had a train derailment. And, oh, by the way, it happened like in May. <laughs> and nobody told anybody. Right. So now uh, uh, what did you guys seek out from cats? I guess you did a FOIA request or something. Yeah, I've been doing some records requests, man, with cats for a long time. Issues on train, light rail safety and security, bus safety and security, maintenance of these vehicles. It's taken a long time to get a lot of this information. Um, and, you know, now you got Charlotte City Council and, and some members of this Metropolitan Transit Commission who are starting to have the same issues that I've been having with transparency and openness. I mean, in no one's reality is it okay to not find out about a derailment that is, uh, you know, everybody's taking seriously uh, until eight, nine months later. So everyone right now is going for some more answers and trying to get a little bit more sunshine on what's going on over at CATS. So you mentioned the MTC, the Metropolitan Transit Commission, and that's sort of the governing body. It's made up of uh, a representative from Charlotte and all of the quote-unquote small towns, but all the Mecklenburg cities and Mecklenburg County, right? And they're the they're the ones that are supposed to be riding herd over these cats, no? Yeah, they're part of it. And then you also got Charlotte City Council, and this is kind of what you know, the mayor brought up in this letter that she released yesterday, uh, you know, really kind of scolding cats and the lack of transparency that's been going on there, the issues with the safety, the security, and the maintenance. She, she's talking about issues with who really is in charge of cats, because you have MTC that's making and, and doing votes on issues that have to do with cats, but then you also got Charlotte City Council that, you know, makes votes and or has votes on exactly what they're going to be spending money on. So, uh, it's confusing for everybody exactly who's in charge of cats and who is calling the shots. And even if you were to ask members on those boards exactly how it breaks down, I don't think you'd get a very clear answer. But the MTC is the one that is meeting tonight, Wednesday, and a lot of these issues are going to be brought up at that meeting. Right. And so this was, I was reading through um, the story at WBTV.com, uh, and it's got the uh, quotes from the mayor's uh, letter, I guess. Um, and, and, it seems to suggest that, hey, maybe we should look at restructuring the governance in order to provide better oversight. But like, my question is, if nobody is providing the oversight now and you've got representatives from all of these towns and the county and the cities, like everybody, you already have the bodies that are supposed to be doing the oversight and they're not doing it. So why would just creating another body to oversight, why would they do it if no one's doing it now? 
you know, you bring up a good point. You got two different bodies right now that are in, in this oversight kind of position. You know, would a new one necessarily make it any better? I know that there's a lot of um, advocates for the public transit plan and uh, just more public transit in general that have been pushing for a more regional model. So you would have, you know, even some other counties involved in that. Uh, you know, the issue really here with cats isn't as much about um, governance because as we're finding out, the people who were in charge of cats for such a long time and, you know, three of the top positions uh, recently resigning or being put on administrative leave, they just weren't providing uh, transparency and in some cases really honesty about what was going on at the organization. Um, to not know about a derailment that happened for almost a year and then our reporting found two other derailments that happened with inside the yard where they keep all of the trains that points more to issues of who was brought on in the first place and you know the whole hiring structure of who who's calling the shots of these organizations so right so two issues there number one when uh, the news was first uh, delivered by Brent Cagle who I don't blame at all he's the interim CEO he's the one that actually told us about it right he's gone in there to try to clean it up it seems like um, and, uh, when he made this announcement, we talked about it on the program the next day and I had two different people, one who's like entire family works in the railroad industry. And then another fellow who's a master mechanic. And both of them said the same thing. They said, this is lack of maintenance of the regular maintenance. And, uh, you don't go. And now according to this, uh, report, right. That turns out to be the case where, the midlife maintenance cycle that they were supposed to have done after 10 years, they apparently didn't do, right? They, it's 12 years later, and they haven't done it. Like, that is a major systemic problem going on if you're not doing regular maintenance on the trains. What else are you not doing maintenance on? It's, it's a major question because, Pete, we found the same things with the buses. When I've been doing a lot of reporting on why some of these buses were broken down, why some buses weren't showing up, it wasn't just about there not being enough operators show up to work. In some cases, because there simply weren't enough buses for the operators to even drive. You know, you've got a couple of different maintenance issues here, these trucks, these light rail cars. They have to go and get this overhaul, two different types of overhauls, actually, and it's going to cost upwards of $50 million. And I asked Katz, uh, hey, y'all were talking about this a couple years back, but then you just never went and did it. Exactly why is that the case? And they responded to me in an email yesterday saying, actually, we don't know exactly why that's not the case. And because we've had some changeover in leadership, we're trying to figure out exactly why the old leadership didn't move forward with getting some of these overhauls. The issue that you got now, Pete, is that NCDOT, the Department of Transportation, has said, hey, some of these cars have way too many miles on them. You cannot use them at all. From my understanding, and even what NCDOT has said, they're really running on the bare minimum number of cars to still provide adequate service, the service they provided to the people who take these trains to get to work or into uptown or things like that. If you get a couple more that need service and have to be taken out of rotation, you're going to start running into issues with these trains running on time and just not being reliable. Right. And uh, to your point on the buses as well, right, we heard at that same presentation that they're going to replace like a third of the fleet of buses. So now the question is, what happened to the money? Right. Where where was the money going if it wasn't going to maintenance or unless they just didn't budget for maintenance? But that doesn't seem right. And then who who's approving those budgets at some point? Like. This, the lack of transparency, the lying from the CEO and the CFO or who these top three people at CATS, 
Like uh, these, if if memory serves, these are city manager hires, are they not? Yeah. So you would have the CEO hired by the city manager, and then the CEO gets to decide who's hired underneath them. So he would have brought on the chief operating officer, Alan Smith. That person is currently on unpaid administrative leave, is no longer the COO of CATS, and then the CFO uh, resigned, I think it was in October Mm -hmm. of last year. But ultimately, you're right. The city manager is the one who really is responsible, and then who's responsible for the city manager? You've got city council. And then you've got the MTC on top of all of it. So there is some issues with the the way the whole governance works together. But you brought up the budget and the money. That's the, I would say, million-dollar question, but it's more like billions-of-dollar question. I'm trying to really dig into those numbers, those budget figures, and figure out what money was promised, why didn't it go to it. They're going to be using some of the COVID funds and American Relief funds for some of this uh, light rail vehicle overhaul. But there was money budgeted for that you know, back in 2020 and 2019, 2021. So what happened to that money? Why wasn't it spent then? And trying to track it year to year is just extremely difficult. And you could ask that of anybody who's in, in charge of kind of looking at these budgets. They don't make it easy. <laughs> yeah. Where the money's coming from and how it's spent. Yeah, no, that's that's usually the case. Oh, and I will say, like, I, I don't know the city manager. Uh, I just see him in the meetings, whatever. I'm, I'm, ba- I'm back in Charlotte only like a year and a half, two years now. I know nothing about him, but uh, I have detected a lack of transparency that permeates all of the Charlotte City agencies. That that was not the case back when I was a beat reporter uh, covering city council. I could go up and talk to the city manager, any of the assistant city managers, never had any problems. It doesn't seem like that's the case anymore. And I think there's a there's a different culture at the city now that may have allowed this kind of thing to occur. Yeah, and we've been reporting on the lack of transparency. Uh, Pete, since I've been here four and a half years, I have an active lawsuit against the city of Charlotte uh, with WBTV trying to get access to council records. Uh, you know, And I'm not the only reporter that's dealing with this. I reported a story with Axios just recently about access to government officials. We can talk to council members easily enough, but you know, for everyone who's listening – it's not often council members who know everything that's going on. It's these department heads, assistant city managers, like you mentioned, who really are doing this stuff day to day. We want access to them to be able to ask them questions and also get these public records requests filled quickly. Most of the stories that I've done about the CATS bus system and CATS in general, um, you know, it's not because they fulfilled the records request. It's because I have sources who are helping provide me information. Uh, and even now the mayor is saying that they're committing to openness and transparency with cats and trying to improve it, make it more efficient, better for the riders. We're really going to need to see some evidence of that before we start believing it. David Hodges, investigative reporter at WBTV. He's going to be heading over to the uh, Metropolitan Transit Commission meeting. That's a, that's a wild and crazy Wednesday night. Uh, at the MTC. There you go. That's, Give me some thoughts and prayers. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate your time, David. Thanks so much. Keep up the good work. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Um, yeah, I've sat through many of those meetings. They are eye glazing sometimes. All right. Are you prepared for a disaster? Do you need some advice? Are you looking for military surplus that's real? Well, for more than three decades, the answer has been Old Grouch's military surplus in downtown Clyde. It is an old school, traditional store. It's got a mix of modern and vintage items. See my friend Tim. He'll hook you up. He gets new stuff in all the time. American made because it's real military surplus. Camo, shirts, hats, customized dog tags, gear, 
Old Grouches on Main Street, downtown Clyde, across the street from the anti-aircraft gun. The shop is open Monday through Saturday and all the time at oldgrouch.com. Uh, thanks again to uh, David Hodges for uh, joining me on the show here to talk about uh, Charlotte Area Transit System. I've got the piece here from WBTV.com where Charlotte Mayor Vi Lyles addressed the recent revelations of problems facing the Charlotte Area Transit System and said the shortcomings were unknown to City Council and the Metropolitan Transit Commission until last week when a report was made public detailing concerns with the system. See, and this is why I watch. This is why, even though it's like sometimes I'll watch, like this week it was the rezoning stuff, and I'll, I'll sit down, I'll have the, the City Council meeting on, but I don't ever cover any of the topics the next day or the next you know day or two afterwards. Because sometimes there isn't really a lot of stuff that I find to be particularly of note or interesting or newsworthy to bring the next day. I don't I don't have to do a story out of it, which is a nice like when I was on the beat covering city council, county commission, right? I had to find a story in every one of those meetings. I had to look ahead at the agenda. And find find something because my hours were you know two p.m. to ten p.m. So I, my shift was built around covering the city council meetings, and so I was always looking for something. And I don't have to bring something now out of those meetings as a talk show host. I don't have to. But if something does happen, well, I'm there for that too. So I'm sitting there listening to this thing, and they're like, "Whoa, did he say derailment?" Like, wow, okay. Oh, that's, that is not the story I thought that was going to come out of this. Over the last six months, we have made significant progress in, in improving CATS and ensuring that it operates at its best, said the mayor. However, there is still more work to be done, and we remain committed to continuing this important work in the coming weeks, months, and years. Okay, so what I hear from this is... That's, the, that's what this is. This is the teacher from Charlie Brown Voice... This is saying something without saying anything. Much of the change came after a months-long investigation by WBTV's investigative reporter David Hodges, who was the first to uncover issues with Cat's bus reliability, questions about bus safety issues, and issues with spending and budgets. Yeah, this is a problem. This is a problem. I know maintenance is built into these budgets. I know that. I know it. I, I, when the CAT system was created with the light rail line and all, I saw the line items. This stuff was in, whenever they buy buses, whenever they approve budgets, maintenance is always in it. Something has happened at the Charlotte city government since I've been gone. Since I've been gone, since I was on timeout, something has happened. There is a cultural shift that has occurred at city government, in my view. From what I understand, right, because this, this level of, uh, of secrecy, it's, I see it in all of these different departments. Like what we just saw, what, a couple of weeks ago, a couple months ago, Charlotte-Mecklenburg police, right, shut down all communications with, with media, basically. And if you, you try to even do a positive story about cops, like, They'll, they'll take your story and they'll do it themselves or they'll hand it off to a friendly media person. So they scoop you when you ask them for help. So like, what's going on here? This is not, it's definitely not in the spirit. 
of uh, transparency or open meeting law and that sort of thing. This is uh, this it's concerning because coming from Buncombe County, where I was for the last eight years, and watching what that culture of secrecy provided or led to, I should say, which was what indictments against the county manager, two assistant county managers, a former county commissioner, and a contractor for a massive embezzlement scheme that ran millions and millions of dollars. That's the kind of culture I'm seeing here, one of secrecy. And when you have a culture that thrives or operates in secret like this, people make decisions that they might not make if they worried about it getting out. Decisions like, you know, not re-greasing bearings for a freaking decade. Something like that. Oh, we had a derailment. Let's not talk about it. Let's just call it a malfunction. I saw that. I, I saw that tweet that night when he when Brent Cagle, the interim CEO that they installed over there when they got rid of the last one. Like who hired him, by the way? Is that Marcus Jones? Is that city manager Marcus Jones? Was that his hire? City council, you guys better get on your horse here. What the hell are you even being paid for at this point? Seriously, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is a manager council form of government. You're supposed to be managing the manager. It is a very powerful position in this state. Council management form of government is a very powerful position. The city managers can basically run the show. Is that what's happening right now? Is that what we're seeing? That's what happened in Buncombe County. It happened in the city of Asheville as well before I got there, long before, like in the 80s and 90s and stuff. Same sort of stuff. Slush funds abound, right? I remember, and I told this story when I was up in Asheville too, I would tell this story because it was the first I, I met, uh, we were covering a lot of the DSS scandalous stories here in Mecklenburg County, early 2000s, and um, uh, I had a, they, there was a big, they, somebody put on a big conference and they had a lot of people come from all over the state, talk about these issues. And I remember running into a guy from Western North Carolina, and he said uh, that he was from, you know, uh, Western part of the state. And he said, uh, that's where we bury our politicians' feet first. Do you know why? And I said, no. And he said, it's because they're so crooked, you got to screw them into the ground. <laughs> that's what lack of transparency leads to. Let me see here. Uh, Pete, uh, just saw the title of the first hour podcast. Everybody should know about the podcast. That's true. The Pete Callender Show.com. Uh, and I'm very pleased and looking forward to taking advantage of such programs. The uh, the school choice programs, the expansion. I mean, if it passes, the lawmakers have introduced it. More of this and much, 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 much less of Medicaid expansion, please. And you know what gets cut in the uh, federal budget when they finally cut to save Medicare and Medicaid? Yeah, the federal funds that go to Medicaid. NC will get caught holding the bag for a bad program. Uh, or you could think about the future and do what's right. No on Medicaid expansion. Yes on eliminating all the CON, the certificate of need, and more school choice. Yes, fight. The people are with you, says Gregory. Yeah. Um, yeah, more school choice, less CON, less Medicaid expansion. Um, all right, so back to this uh, Charlotte area transit system story. Like this, in case you don't 
in case you don't realize what what this is, this is the beginning of a much larger story. This story has what they say in the biz. It has legs. This story is going to keep walking for a while. Because you don't cover up a train derailment that was due to lack of routine maintenance over the course of years, like a decade, right? You you don't do that as your first offense. As uh, Van Brett Watkins says, you don't take murder as your first charge. That was the guy who murdered Baker Ruth's uh, pregnant girlfriend back in the day. That was that, that was his when he was testifying. That's what he was saying. Like Ray Carruth took murder as his first charge. It is such a uh, it, that is so abnormal. This is not the first time that Katz has done something. This is the first time they got caught, and they got caught because of all of the other issues that had just kind of built up and built up, and then the CEO was essentially forced out because of all of the problems, the, the negotiations with the contract, uh, yeah, with the, uh, over the contract and the union, right? There was the, the missed uh, routes, the unreliability, the, the reliability problems that WBTV was reporting on, David Hodges was reporting on, right? But these budgets do include money for regular maintenance. And at the same presentation where the interim CEO, Brent Cagle, the same, uh, the same presentation where he talked about the derailment and the cost now of having to ship all of these uh, trains all the way to California to get fixed or something, right? Like that's what we have to do? Tens of millions of dollars? He also said that they have to replace a third of the bus fleet. We really have to start replacing our buses. Well, why weren't they being replaced on a regular life cycle replacement calendar? Why, why wasn't that happening before? Did the city council just not approve the budget for buses? Did the MTC not? I mean, there is a dedicated revenue stream here, right? There is a sales tax revenue stream that funds the CAT system. So we know how much that generates. We know how much money goes in. Budgets have to be approved by the city council. Have you guys just been rubber stamping? Here's a, okay. Allow me, because you know me, I am all about solutions. And I am a giver. So let me give you this solution, City Council. Okay? All right. Right now, you have a, uh, you have a mayor pro tem who uh, is so busy not being, in, uh, not being on any committee and not leading any committee. It's the first time I've ever been aware of that. Usually it's a punishment where, like, you don't get any committee assignments. But, no, apparently our mayor pro tem didn't want to be on any committees so as to devote all of his energy to running for mayor. I'm sorry. No, I mean to building consensus. That's what he claims. He, that he claims that, he, uh, that he's going to focus on building consensus. So I guess he's like the mayor's whip. He's going he's gonna to whip the votes and stuff. That's, I guess. Now remember, this came after they gave themselves the big fat pay raise, taking their pay to like 50K a year. For a part-time gig, which they say is not a part-time gig, which they asked us to give them, right? They asked for the part-time job. They said they could do the part-time job. And then immediately they said, I need more money because it's not a part-time job. So they lied, I guess. 
Um, or they were so ignorant about what they uh, what the uh, the demands of the job are. Now, of course, they also don't want to get rid of uh, the at-large system that would actually reduce their workload, right, by making them district reps rather than all at-large. No, no, they want to keep the at-large system that then requires them to spend all of this time that they totally didn't expect to be spending. But because Braxton Winston, our mayor pro tem, doesn't do anything. I think he should. I think he should be in charge of uh, of the cat's budget stuff. He should be focusing on fixing this. If anything, by the way, if anything, the Democrats need to be the most outraged over this because this is the stuff that they lobby for. This is what Democrats promote. These are their proposals. They're all about the mass transit. Right. Publicly funded transit systems. They were all about the light rail trains. Right? This is their core constituency. This is part of their core platform. You guys need to be really, really mad about this. Because the system. Oh, my gosh. It's another one of Brett Winterbull's. The system failed examples right that's what they're saying the system failed <laughs> Brett Winnable's so smart he says he always says this stuff the he always he's got all these examples the system failed and he's right and once you hear it and once you see it you can't ever not see it he's so right one of the most significant challenges facing cats is the governance and reporting structure in which cats is a city department, but serves a regional role and has two major policy bodies, which leads to confusion about decision-making authority. And it needs real change said the mayor, right? So it's the system, the system failed here. So think about this only in GovCo, only in the world of government would, would there you know, two oversight bodies, would that mean you're not getting enough oversight? Only in the world of GovCo would you have twice as much oversight and that be cited as the reason why you don't have adequate oversight. The system failed. So now we're going to need, what, a different body altogether. So we're going to take it away from the city of Charlotte, right? Going to move it off of that budget, uh, off of that, yeah, off of their uh, budget no so no city employees going to take it out of the city's control no more city council going to hand it off to somebody else which i'm sure then the city council will take a reduction in pay because they're not having to you know monitor all of the cat stuff so they're going to do that they're going to get they want to move it over to like a regional body because that means we'll get the oversight you see then we'll have real oversight with what some unelected people providing the oversight that's no the answer was, you didn't do your jobs. The answer was, you guys were supposed to be providing the oversight. All of the, the representatives from the, the Mecklenburg towns and, and uh, town councils and such, and the county commission and city council, all you guys, you are on the MTC. You're supposed to be providing the oversight. So what happened? Maybe we'll find out tonight. Uh, let me go over here and get uh, J.D. on. Hello, J.D. Welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Good morning. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I don't remember the exact wording you said. I think you said the system was broken, and in the in the they are the system. You know the the the, the school not school school board, the county commissioners, the city counties they're all broken. Um, you know it's a common thing of the people they hire. They're incompetent. They just don't hire people that can actually do the job. 
Um, you know, they, a while back, wouldn't it, they elected to vote, or excuse me, um, get 27, spend $27 million on city buses, but they had a problem with the ammunition for the, for the police department. Uh, have you noticed, have you, do you look at the buses when they drive around town? Uh, there's two or three people riding them. I'm not sure even why they even have those large buses. Yeah, well, I, I remember, uh, I remember an analysis back when the light rail line was being debated, and you could actually buy. Uh, was it you could you could give gift cards? Well, it's 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 to the point now. Let me say it this way: it's to the point now where you could basically uh, fund people an Uber card, like a credit card, and let them Uber where they need to go, and that would be a cheaper option than running a mass transit system like we're running. Yeah, we're, we're we're paying for those buses, and we're paying people to ride. There's not enough people even riding the buses. Yeah, no, um, yeah. yeah. And the, the streets are horrible. There's potholes. They don't take care of the streets. They're not they're not painting the lines of the roads anymore. Um, it's just it's it's. I'm not sure what's going on with the city council. Um, you know, I think they they rule with their emotions. Well, they're yeah, their their focus they're not, is not on core services. No, yeah, they're, they're not doing what's best for the city. And being a native Charlottean. Um, you know, I just see it's going downhill further and further, just like the county, just like the state, just like this government. Um, it's, it's sad what the city council's doing. It's, it's completely, they're, they're incompetent. They're just, like I say, they're, they're ruling with their emotions. They're I got you. For the city. I got you. J.D., I appreciate the call, sir. Let me get Jerry on as well. Hello, Jerry. Welcome to the show. Hey, this is Jerry. How are you doing, Pete? I'm good. Love your show. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I grew up in Chicago, and I read a book called There Are No Children Here about Cabrini Green, uh, one of the most dangerous spots in the city at the time. When they were tearing that those complexes down, they found hundreds of wash machines, refrigerators, washers, and dryers that were supposed to go to the tenants as maintenance. They were all found in about six inches of water, rusted out. Wow. But what they're doing with the city council and not maintaining the city reminds me of the Chicago politics that I left 10 years ago. This is ridiculous. Yeah. No, that, it, yeah, it 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 um it portends a much larger and systemic problem. The the the, the I mean, who would have thought, right? Uh one one bearing on a wheel, but this is it's indicative of a much larger problem. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Jerry, I appreciate the call. Thank you, sir. Um and welcome to Charlotte. Um so this is, uh, I got a message here on the uh, Twitter machine from Justin. It's a Pete tweet. And he says, uh, surprise, politicians are mostly only good at politics and activists are only concerned with activism. We need people who have run businesses and or who don't want the job. We want them to hold these positions. If you want to get it done, give the job to a busy person. Well, this, I mean, this is sort of the... The dilemma, you know, look, we have had professional bureaucrats. I'm not using that as a pejorative, but you know, staffers, city staffers. We have had professionals. We have had decent city staffers in the city of Charlotte. I remember some ones that were not so great, but I remember there were good people in government. And I say this all the time. If good people will not step up, then we are going to be governed by bad people. That's not good. right? So... Uh, this is why good people need to be involved. And yeah, it's messy. It takes sacrifice. But this is why good people need to be involved in the fight and in the governance and, and going to the meetings, sitting through the boring meetings, watching the boring meetings. Because when you watch this stuff, 
you, I mean, there was a guy up in Buncombe County. Uh, he's now passed uh, passed away, Mike Fryer. But that guy used to go down to the Buncombe County Commission every single week, and he would rip apart the budget. He eventually won election to the Buncombe County Commission because of it. Uh, you can be successful uh, at this a game of politics. You can be successful. And right now, I think people uh, in Charlotte and the region, uh, honestly, the Mecklenburg County, everybody's serviced by cats. They desperately need some people who know how to read a budget and, and know how to manage an operation, right? They need some of these people to step up and to get involved and to fix whatever it is this is happening at cats. The answer is not the solution is not oh we just need a different group of people that are uh, that are uh, going to be in charge of governing you know th- oh that's the problem let's just create another commission that's not the answer all right I'll see you tomorrow don't break anything while I'm gone cats. <laughs>